UKW, Showdown, Go Home Show for December Bash, when the Showdown and the Night Brands will fight against each other to see who gains prescience. My... I mean, it's finished now, of course, and I don't know what happened because I can't get on the website! But anyway, my, um, my money is on nobody really gaining prescience, and that would be the best way. But this programme is to whet our appetite. Whet! Yes, whet it! Yes, there's an H in there. Whet the appetite for the pay-per-view. And it certainly does that. Again, you've got Brett Hadley and uh, Tommy Dillon because they are the anchors. I said anchors for the um, oh, for Showdown and Ignite, respectively. You've got Shelby doing the announcement, but she's not there. She's announcing from backstage, I presume. Shame, isn't it? Anyway, out comes Brocco. Give us a bit of introduction. Well, if your first match is a good one. It's Bishop, who is the Ignite champ, versus JPR, who is the Showdown champ. Very nicely done. They trade chops. There's a... Hu- I mean, really? the It's it's Air Seychelles. JPR gets such air on that flying clothesline. He sells the chops incredibly well as well, JPR. Really nice to Bishop that. They don't half ring out, though. Bishop certainly can lay them in. Then out comes Ian Creed, who will fight JPR for the title at December Bash, I presume. He hits the knee, he puts JPR out, which is a really good way to go, because JPR's very good at doing that. Will he be able to be there? Could he? Will he? He does that very well. That low status thing is very nice. Bishop's just staring at it, doesn't quite know what to do. But he wouldn't if Ian Creed arrived in your general vicinity, would you, I suppose? And, of course, it's a DQ. He goes to help JPR, and they seem to not pal up together, but they've got mutual respect. Next, we have Horus, Young, and uh, Yorkshireman, The. It's okay. It wasn't a bad match. Lovely Horus Tornado off the top. Tornado DDT for a long two. Yorkshireman, it's a spine buster, of course. And then there's a really quite a nasty Yorkshire cutter, but it's not really a cutter. It's static. It's sort of like a, a headlock takeover rather than a cutter tonight. And it, it looked quite brutal, to be honest. That's for the pin. I mean, of course you're going to get a pin from that. Joe Sedgwick versus Jacob Reed up next. This is a really rather good match with a very poor ending. So first of all, Reed hits some huge, a massive chop and gives one to Chris Castle as well, who's come out to help. Chris Castle... Nice punch um, from Jacob Reed. And then um, Joe Sedgwick gets him up in a blue thunderbomb. He is huge, Jacob Reed. How did you manage to do that, Joe? It's impressive, really impressive. But you know, after they kick, after they trade kicks and chops, there is a huge fall away slam uh, from um, Jacob Reed. And then Leonie Rose comes out to replace Chris Castle. She gets the distraction that Carsoul wanted but didn't get. Joe rolls up Jacob Reed. Yeah, there's the pin. It's a shame. Doctor War attacked the Persian Empire. Yeah, we know we're going to get that. So, I mean, it sold the match at, at December Bash, 
but it was just a shame it ended that way. I wanted something more definitive because these two can both go and I'd love to see them fight again. Fabulous. Now, apparently, there's new info that um, that Brett Hadley has got. He doesn't half sell it. You what? What are you saying to me? What? God blimey, no. God blimey, Governor. Strike a light and no mistake. He doesn't go all cockney like that, but you know, it's that sort of thing. So apparently tomorrow, it'll be Mustafa Khan and now Jonathan Sedgwick, the owner of the company, fa- facing Brocco and Sid Phoenix, who gets a good pop and quite rightly so. That'd be a good match, you know that. Because you've got smooth tag team on one side with a kind of energy and the belief on the other side. Nicely done. And this match was very nicely done. This is, in my view, the match of the night. Yeah. It's Cerebral Steve versus Evan Knight. There's prevarication from Evan Knight, first of all. You might think, well, he doesn't want to fight Steve. He's really worried about, you know, being in there with him because he's so tough. But no, he takes it to him. His kicks are good. He takes a big Stee ripcord clothesline and a kick to the head, but then he dodges another ripcord into a German suplex, then tastes a backbreaker from Stee. Most people would have been broken by this time, but then hits knees to the face, a nasty takeover which spikes Stee right on his head. It's a bit like the, uh, the cutter earlier on. And then you've got the Stee hidden blade elbow to the back of the head for the pin but it was a really really good match and Evan Knight really burnished his his wrestling chops here and his reputation here that's the word I was looking for reputation great match he really took it to Steve and that was a real surprise now Big Duncan is in next with J. Rowe Lewis to try and beat Shake McToom for the round the clock championship now I like Shake McToom and his comedy stuff with the championship. I've liked it before, I like it now, but it means, as I said last week, that UKW have to find innovative ways of him keeping the belt. So, early on, McToom tries to make Duncan laugh. That's not the kind of thing that he does. It's a weak chop and hurts his hand. That's all right. It's good wrestling entertainment, I suppose. Huge Duncan chop, nipple twist, and he does it twice because the audience and the crowd want him to. McToom squeals on both of those attempts and that's very funny. Then you get um, a Duncan bear hug, the fallen man slam and you think that's it. Lewis, j comes onto the, uh, the apron to tell him you need to do it again because he could sheik up, which is what he's been doing recently with his kind of um, ultimate warrior shaking the ropes and getting all energetic thing. So he does it again, which makes J-Row fall off the apron because Duncan's such a big bloke and does it with such an authority that it shakes him, shakes him, ha off the apron. Now that makes Duncan go out because to, the, to, to see J-Row because he's hurt his leg and they're friends and he gets counted out. Now... They tried to find innovative ways, and I really admire the way they've done that. Of course I do, but it was a little bit hokey, to be honest. However, I found it fun. And he's lying in the middle of the ring, of course, McToom. Out comes Chris Carsoul, because it's a 24-7 championship. Not the 24-7 championship, a 24-7 championship. It's round the clock. 
So he can, at any time, challenge for that belt. And he thinks now would be a good time. He's right. Pins him. Mukhtoom kicks out. And then he rather... You know, in the past, he's been doing the ropes as the ultimate warrior. Now he hulks up because he does the finger-wagging stuff. I'm wagging my finger as we speak. A la Hulk Hogan does all that. It looks better, to be honest, I think. And then um, hits a urinagi, which Chris Castle really helps him with. He really gets up there. And that's fair enough. It looks good. The crowd love it. They like Mugtoom. They don't like Castle. They love to hate him. He's doing fantastic work as well, Castle, at the moment, I have to say. Doing good work in the ring and out of the ring, just not on Twitter with me. But, you know, that'll come, surely, or maybe not. Because, uh, because I ain't getting any worse on Twitter, let me tell you that. But, he's a great heel. And Mugtoom is a great face. Of a certain type. And it's good entertainment. Really enjoyed it. Now, here's Uther versus Cayman Carlisle. They have a good match. Cayman allows Uther loads of offence. And he is... A consummate professional in this way. Great in the ring, great on the promo, knows what he's doing with the psychology. Really admire Cayman Carlisle's work, I have to say. And and not just because he's, you know, because he's told me or paying me or he's, he, he might attack me or anything like the Persian Empire said. He hasn't done any of that. I'm saying it of my own free will. Yeah. So, nice Uther drop kick, a kind of hip throw, because he gets some air on it. And Cayman Carlisle sells well. Uther work that came and works the leg well actually. Nice, rather mobile lung blower. He's moving when he does it from Cayman, which is great. Uther blocks a twist of hate. The lights go out. Damien Black's music hits. Cayman is distracted. I thought I said he was a consummate professional. Don't prove me wrong. Oh, you have. Because he's he's rolled up by Uther, and we have another roll-up win. Yeah. That's not ideal, but it does sell the pay-per-views. I understand it. And your main event, NRG versus Harris, Harrison and Mercer. Some of the dogs of war. First of all, Brocco's out telling Sarah Sky to go. She doesn't like that. She's shrieking with anger. And later on, he'll tell the Persian Empire to do one as well. That's good. I like Red Brocco in that sort of situation. So you've got Mo and Cliff, re- Momentum and Cliff Harrison, really matching each other. It's lovely to watch. Harrison's neck breakers are fantastic. The Persian Empire don't get involved, which is lovely because I don't want another roll-up win or anything like that. And you've got um, a Mercer power bomb. Absolutely brutal, and I think if Hamza hadn't come in to break up that pin, we'd have new tag team champions. But there's a lovely, it's it's a double team. It's an NR, it's an NRG assisted back suplex, high back suplex, and then the double kick to the head, just for the pin. It was a great episode. It kept me guessing. It kept me interested. It was an hour and a half, which is less than they've been doing. It was exactly right to sell this pay-per-view. I understand what go-home shows are like. So does Jonathan Sedgwick. So do UKW. And they deliver. Ta-ta.